Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! So, I, it will, I do think it will come to something of that nature. I mean, I'm, I'm fully intending to, like, do a bunch, I, I, you know, yeah, the demand is crazy pent up, and yeah. it's gonna, something like that will happen, and then God knows where we'll go from there. Yeah, right. I just want to go see a movie. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> It's like all I want is to like go to a movie theater. <laughs> well, should we talk about some shenanigans and nonsense in this week's yeah. episode of bullshit? That's the, just pure delight. It is. It's it's spooky season <laughs> once more. It's <laughs> happy spooky season. Happy spooky season. <laughs> so exciting. I know. You know what's funny is in our current like binge of New Girl, I watched this episode of Boy Meets World yesterday. Um, and then was like, all right, well, I'm just going to go watch another episode of New Girl now. And it also happened to be a Halloween episode. <laughs> just like super coincidentally, that's where I was in the rewatch here. <laughs> and so I'm watching Halloween episodes back to back. And I'm like, oh, this is now it's weird. Now oh, it's like a thing I'm trying I, to do. <laughs> yeah. You're like, now I really just want it to be Halloween again. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't because I want it to be warm. Um, yes, but I do because I enjoy Halloween. So yeah, let's talk about it. Boy Meets World, season five, episode something, The Witches of Pembroke. (laughs) Episode something. Season five, episode five, The Witches of Pembroke. Hi, it's the Feeny Call. I'm Skye. Hi. Oh, I'm Megan. We are here talking about Boy Meets World. We did it again. I know. Every time. Well, welcome. If you're new, this is the Feeny Call, season five, episode five, The Witches of Pembroke. And it's a good one. It's a blast. uh, Obviously, the title is a riff off of the novel slash movie, The Witches of Eastwick. And this episode actually aired on Halloween in 97, which is pretty cool. Ooh, uh, that's fun. We get a little Candace Cameron Burr action. And then my fun fact for the day is that there are only three episodes in the entire series where uh, Ben Savage and Ryder Strong do not share a scene. And this is the third and final episode where... You will never see Ben Savage and Ryder Strong in a scene together. That's an interesting fact. I was wondering, this episode was going on for a long time before Corey and Topanga showed up. And I had kind of forgotten about their little plane B-plot thing. 1,000% have have gone from my brain. Yeah, this episode was probably 10 minutes in before that happens. And I'm like... Are they not in this episode? You're right. Is that possible? Is there an episode that they're not in? I know there's an episode to Panga. There's plenty she's not in, at least in the early seasons, you know. But yeah. like, I was like, no, there's he has to be in this episode in some way. And then they showed up. and was like, oh, it's the plan thing. That's right. It's the plan thing. Got it. Cool, cool, cool. I also Took me a minute to remember of, it. <laughs> I also kind of wish that they continued with melissa joan hart into like another episode granted the next episode that we get we're doing like a time travel and it is like a tie-in to some of the other tjf series but i kind of wish that they had brought her back which they bring back the cat i forget his name salem yeah salem 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 saber bottom i think (laughs) but i kind of wish they brought her back that she could like see eric for a couple of episodes I think it would have been funny. Uh, Wait, isn't he? Oh, no, crap. Salem. But Salem's crap. in the next episode, isn't he? Yes, he is. Because the next one is like the World War Two one. Yes. We're going to cross. There's some crossover, which is why he's in that episode. But yes, you're right. Yeah, because Salem's in the next one. And then 
Salem shows up again in like season seven for the other time travel. Yes. Yeah. Right. And uh, with, with, the, with the closet or no, Salem's not in that. It's just like a magic closet. One. Yeah. I think it's just a random closet. You know, I don't think I've ever put together that the witches of Pembroke and the world war two episode that's next week. Um, I don't think I ever put together that those are back to back, even though I've definitely watched the series in order and such a long, yes. you know, plenty of times. It's never clicked in my mind. They're like, oh, Sabrina is at the tag at the end of this episode. And mm-hmm. the next one is like a magic time travel episode with Salem that all relates. And I just like, I don't know, never put all of that together, I guess. I didn't really either. Obviously, upon further analyzation, I realized that they're all talk about it next week. But yeah, there's a little bit of a. Is there what? What happens yeah. in Sabrina? I don't know because I've never seen Sabrina. You've never watched Sabrina the Teenage I've Witch with Melissa Joan Hart? Sabrina. No, I think I've seen like one or two episodes here and there, but no. I never oh my it. God. That's your next start to I finish know, watch. I know. That show is a joy. That's what I've heard. It is honestly so damn good. Good. I fucking love Sabrina. When they dropped that on, when they put like a bunch of the TGIF shows on Hulu a couple of years ago, that was the first mm-hmm. thing Sarah and I watched. We watched Sabrina start to finish. Sabrina is the show, much like Boy Meets World, that I would watch at like 6 a.m. on a weekday morning when they showed reruns. <laughs> and I loved it. I would watch the shit out of Sabrina. That show is great. Great. Well, are we ready? All right, for anyway, the, uh, in this recap? episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is it my turn? No. Uh, no. Three. Two. One. So we got more of these girls in 3B. One of them just happens to be a witch and she starts dating Jack. And then Eric's like, from the get go, I don't like this girl. Please stop dating her. Jack's like, no, I'm going to keep dating her. She's like, I'm moving in. So deal with it. And then uh, she starts to do all this like hoodoo voodoo witchy stuff, which is not actually witchy stuff. Doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, and like cast that I don't know and kill the hunters and like become immortal or whatever and Eric stops from happening meanwhile Topanga and Corey go on their first flight together to Philly I guess it wouldn't be his first flight but it's hers which I have an <laughs> issue with but yep, we'll talk because, about it in a minute yep we're gonna say exactly the same thing <laughs> is it because she went to Disney it's because yes. she went to Disney right yes yeah Yes, which I think we talked about in the Disney episode. We were like, and later she says she's never flown anywhere before, which she has. Well, within the Disney Unless episode, I'm trying. I was about to say, did they? You know, I don't think they confirmed that they flew there. I mean, we know Corey and Sean flew there in the cargo plane, but we don't know that Topanga and the other kids flew there. I but then she that. has like her suitcase, and Turner has something where he's like hey, is this yours? And she's like, it's my carry-on or whatever, right? Doesn't she say that? Something like that? Yes. Yeah, it's like my carry-on of hair products or something, she says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, come here. And it's like the joke, and it's too big for a carry-on, which wouldn't matter on the bus. Well, I mean, I guess it would matter on the bus, but it doesn't. Either way, I don't believe it. Okay. (laughs) It's contrived. I'm I'm looking up right now how long it takes to get from Philadelphia to Orlando. It's a 15 that's hour. That's got to be a 15. Ride. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 15 hours. That's and probably that's like, it's like a thousand miles. Yeah, yeah. And that's in a car, which means there's no. How many way. miles is that? Is that 1,100 miles? Uh, it is 986. If All you right. Take, I was kind of, I was close. If you don't go through Charlotte, if you go through Charlotte, it's 1062. All right. I said 1,100. That's pretty good. Pretty good guess. That's a pretty good guess. Anyway, yeah, the whole plane bit. I, I don't know. I didn't need it. I didn't it's either. Fine. 
I didn't need any of it, though. I, I wish that, honestly, they could have just not been in the episode, <laughs> as far as I'm yep. concerned. I, I agree. And we could have just I'm had like, more I, jokes from Eric and Sean. Yes, I completely agree. Well, and I feel like everything escalated very quickly between Jack and Millie. And I think mm-hmm. if we had even like that extra little five minutes of time to show a little bit more of the passage of time, I wouldn't have been like, oh, okay, like really pulled out of it. But the fact that they had been dating for like a week, maybe two, and she was like, I'm moving in. I was like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> Why yeah. is this happening? This escalated yeah. so quickly. I mean, the whole episode's wildly contrived and I enjoy it. All of it. I just accept. I just wish that the Cory Topanga thing was gone and we had just given those five minutes back to. Yes. To I the agree. boys in their in their dorm or in their call in their apartment. What did you learn? Let's try and pull that <laughs> one out of here. I learned that sometimes your gut instinct is valid and you should listen to it. And in Eric's case, it was for Jack not to date Millie. And in Corey and Topanga's case, it was uh, probably shouldn't have gotten on that plane. Topanga's probably right about that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although it seemed to end up well for them, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I think that sometimes your gut instinct is the right one. I'd say so, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, so like maybe listen to it. Well, and and for Jack, I guess it would be more mostly like a hey, take your friends' opinions into consideration. Don't just brush them aside because some girl has walked into the picture. But mm-hmm. is it okay? Is it okay to say bros before hoes? Is that what it is? Is, is that <laughs> is the that lesson the here? Yeah. Is that the message of this yes. episode? Um, I think so. Or I think that checks out. What were some of the others? Just chicks before dicks. Yep. Um, are there any other ones? I feel like I've heard a couple others. They have a, which I think actually we've talked about before on the show. Yeah. The episode of Parks and Rec where they list off like five of them. Oh, like yeah. Overies yeah, yeah, yeah. before Broveries. Overies before bro- Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a good, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, generally speaking, while, while Bros Before Hoes is an oversimplification, obviously, I do feel pretty strongly that if you have a standing relationship, a standing friendship, I should say, and a new romantic relationship immediately starts to wreck your existing friendship. Mm-hmm. Then like one of two things is happening. Either one, your existing friendship has been a terrible one all along. And this new person is just pointing that out to you mm-hmm. or two, the new person is what's wrecking your friendship. I would agree with that. More likely, it's that second one, though it's entirely possible that you've had a garbage friendship with someone and you have a new romantic relationship and this person is and you're finally the person in your life to say, like, why are you friends with them? And you're like, oh, shit, I don't know, which is like fair. And you may arrive at that at sometimes. But that in this case, I think it's a matter of like, really, you got to, you know, you got to take stock of how generally speaking, I am in favor of like if a romantic relationship is going to ruin a friendship or a new romantic partner says you can't be friends with somebody then like then that's not a person you should have a romantic relationship with yeah that is usually my take on it though there i suppose probably be a few exceptions to that and i think that jack is just horribly projecting in this episode because he obviously is insecure about being new in town and not being great with ladies and whatever and and he's using that as like an excuse to justify 
his behavior and why Eric is acting the way that he is. Uh And I'm like, don't recognize that you are projecting your insecurities uh, upon Eric's behavior and uh, maybe deal with those in another way. But like Eric's not messing around right now. Has he shown you that he's like the jealous type? I feel like that's just not Eric at all. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean, we'll experience a little bit of that with Rachel, I think, later. But even then, it doesn't, he's not mean about it or vindictive in any way. So I just don't, I think Jack is just <laughs> doing a lot of projecting in this episode. He needs to take a breather, do a little self inspection. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Some things we did learn also in this episode Jack is from New York City. Yes. Uh, contrary yeah, to I my previous that. assertion that he's a West Coast kid, he confirms that he's from New York City. The fire escape, as shown both in the establishing shot that they use for the apartment and in the episode where Eric's doing his hidden camera thing with Rachel, the fire escape is through the window over the sink. Because I was thinking about it with the balcony and then they showed an establishing shot of the apartment building and you see the fire escape and like no balconies. And I was like, well, where the fuck's the balcony in this establishing shot? And then I was like, oh, but they do later say that there's a fire escape over there. So that actually would make sense if there's a fire escape and a balcony on opposing sides of um, the building. Yes. What doesn't make sense to me is it looks like there's another building that's like really close to them on the other side. Mm -hmm. So it looks like their balcony is in an alley. But yeah, then which maybe like the fire sucks, escape is but... onto the main street. Yeah, that's I mean, based on the establishing shot, it looks like the fire escape goes out onto a like a main street. So that's, you know, architecturally. I guess that checks out. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh everyone's another group of new him- humans living in 3B for the like fifth yeah. episode in a row now. Yeah, Strangers they... in 3B. Is it supposed to be implied that the entire coven lives in 3B? Because that could explain why they like are going through people so quickly. (laughs) They keep on bringing people in and then people are like, oh, shit. And then people Uh, are like, maybe not. (laughs) This is not what I because like, obviously, this is a gross over exaggeration of an actual coven and what actually. Oh, it's it's a hilarious characterization. But I love the. I love the thought process of these actual like witches, like people who are just Wiccan or practicing witchcraft who like go to this coven who are like, I just want to be a part of a coven and whatever. And they go and it's like these crazy college girls who are so far off that they're like, okay, I got to bounce. This is like way, this is not what I'm feeling. I love that thought process of like, that's how they keep going through girls so fast is they'll come in they'll be like, I want to be a part of a coven. And they're like, y'all are crazy. I'm going to go. mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Cause like, here's the thing, right? I'm not opposed to, a human who is interested in like practicing witchcraft or or Wiccan type of ideas. But like the shit these girls are doing where they're wearing these robes and (laughs) so fucking funny and absurd. Um, And like, you know, that's an obvious parody and, Mm -hmm. and, and it's delightful. And so I, yeah, I like that as a working theory that the reason we've seen so many girls from three B it is because they continue to like find a home there and then realize like, Ooh, no, this is bad. Right. Good for them too. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Good for them to get, maybe they called their, they were in a cult. They called their dads, got out. They called their dads and got out of the cult. Mm -hmm. Um, it looks for a minute. Am I crazy when she's out on the balcony by herself before Eric 
like right before Eric catches her. Mm-hmm. Does she float? It looked like that, but I think she was on her knees and then she stood oh, up because she doesn't. It really come, like, looked like she was floating, but then she right? never came down. Exactly, I thought that yeah. too, which is why I was like, "Wait a second. And then I was like, "Oh, I think she was on her knees at first, and then she stood mm. up because she wasn't okay. like floating above Eric. Right, 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 right. I'm with you too. And that was the I I was the just like the way she moves from mm. where she starts over to the corner of the balcony was so floaty looking, and yes. like we can't see her from the waist down really. So I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I had the same. And thought. like, and at that point, I was like, so are they actual witches? Like, are they practicing real magic, or is this all horse shit? And then similarly with like the light beam or whatever that happens later, which is hilarious nonsense because that. Yep crystal out there looks like the trophy from like guts the aggro crag like <laughs> trophy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it was all i could think about with it i didn't like this color hair on her the blonde this like specific kind of silvery platinum blonde i did not care for it on her you know like- you know here's my thing about candace cameron burr in this episode i actually i don't know what it is because i thoroughly enjoy candace cameron burr on full house mm-hmm. and think she does a good job she seems like a terrible actor in this episode yes <laughs> like, and i'm just like I, I know it's a weird role and that's like part of it yeah. maybe this does not seem like the same woman who confidently has acted as dj tanner no. for the, the last like 12 years of her life <laughs> and i think that maybe she because dj is very i don't know she obviously they have moments where they're overacting because it's a you know sitcom from the 90s but dj is a very realistic character she's an actual person a relatable person but this is like so wild so i feel like she just took it and like ran with it in the complete opposite Mm -hmm. direction she was just like i'm gonna make this girl like the craziest as possible Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a little too much. I don't I I don't think she does an excellent job with it. Not my favorite performance from her or really anyone on the show. Honestly, I think kind of a weird, weird casting choice, in my opinion, too. I think so. I don't know. Like, why is it her? Yeah. Yeah. Because like she has a very by the time this came around, she I don't know if Full House had already I, I guess it had ended probably. I think so, yeah. So this came out in like 98. 97. 97. 97. And I think Full House ended in like 95 or 6, right? 95. 95 is when it ended? Yeah. 97 and 95, yep. Oh, I was so close. Okay. So, yeah, like, I just don't get Like, why is it her? Maybe I don't know. I guess this is bef- before she started doing a lot of um she's in like a shit ton of hallmark movies i feel like right yes yeah 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 <laughs> a lot of christmas ones as well yeah right right right. I, she was still like contracted with abc because uh, she was also in an episode of that so raven i don't know if you remember that so i think she was still like contracted with abc probably to not to do other shows or other episodes or something but it was probably like mm-hmm. who can we pull that we haven't seen in a while hey, let's do this. And that's probably when uh, What's-Her-Nuts was coked out and was going through rehab. What's so her? Who are her. you talking about? The little sis, not the youngest sister, not the twins. Mary-Kate and Ashley? No, no, no. Well, they were coked out too. What's her name? The middle sister. talking about the girl that played Stephanie? Yes. Oh, um, um. Jody Sweeten. Oh, shit. Jody Sweeten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So it was probably did when she, she get like, did she get hooked on a bunch of drugs and shit? Oh yeah, that's when she was cast in Fuller House. Is was after she got clean, but yeah, she like had a big. Oh, drug interesting. I did not know that. I mean, I, I mean, it it is never surprising to me when a former child star loses their their marbles on and gets addicted to drugs and alcohol and shit like it's upsetting and honestly like if you if it doesn't happen to you then like mm-hmm. that's amazing so happy for you because like being surrounded by all of this fame and fortune at such a young age when you have no idea how to manage that i mean shit like when mary kate and ashley are fucking literal babies yeah. at the time at which they have fame and fortune thrust upon them and so yeah of course by the time they're 10 years old they have never known a different life and they have no way like humans aren't equipped to handle that especially not the, <laughs> at that no. age Mm-mm. Mm-mm. uh so like i i mean i have nothing but sympathy for when a child star ends up addicted to drugs and like making all kinds of reckless decisions because I, honestly, I, it's astonishing if you don't. Um, yeah, you need yeah. you need a crazy supportive family to to make that work. And if you've been thrust into that life as a baby, mm-hmm. odds are your family is not really interested in what's best for you so much as what's best for them. Especially in the '90s, I guess. Nowadays, I feel like if you we have some more resources and are more open to talking about mental health and and those kinds of things. And people are more forward about their substance abuse as well. And so I think in the event that your child wanted to go into acting and they were young and you were like, yeah, let, I'll support this. But then you have resources on the other side. I feel like in the 90s, that just wasn't how it was. It was like, here, mm-hmm. you do the thing and make the money and then I'm going to take all your money and run. Oh, for it's sure. Just not, it's just not. Absolutely. And like the younger that kid is, the worse off it's going to be, you know, like the Sprouse Sprouse twins are like, a you know, a remarkable group of young humans that caught a lot of fame at a young age and then have managed to really do just great for themselves and never lost their shit. And you have to assume that like, I don't know, they must have had a really well, like supported family that Mm -hmm. backed them a lot. Uh, because they they very easily could have, but then yeah, I mean they both went to like N- NYU and got degrees and have had successful <laughs> careers and ventures yeah. so far. And um, I find it troubling that I feel like as much as as much as there are young men actors who have also stumbled and gotten involved in substance abuse, I feel like it's mostly the women that we hear about who like go crazy mm-hmm. and stuff like that. How we heard about like. Especially like going through all the my firsthand being in that generation that went through all the Miley Cyrus craziness. Oh, with yeah. Her, where she was addicted to drugs and, and um, kind of losing her mind for a little bit. It just it felt Which, like, like again, it was so how, focused on How that. could she not? <laughs> exactly. It's true. But then we don't hear about like whoever her co-star was, Mitchell Musso. Like we didn't hear anything from him afterwards. And I think he developed a pr- drug problem, too. Yeah, and, I think uh, he, he did some weird. He got into some weird shit. Yeah, and there are a lot of guys who will do, like, Justin Bieber getting, like, two DUIs or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. that was kind of, I feel like that was very brushed off because he was just still making music throughout the whole thing. But, like, we really fixate on, like, Demi Lovato and yeah. her drug problem. And we have three documentaries mm-hmm. about it. And Yeah, or like Vanessa we, Hudgens when mm-hmm. she, like, busts out of that. I mean, yep. it's like the framing. Have you, Those I haven't watched it yet. The Britney Spears. Oh, have you watched God. the Britney Spears documentary? I haven't seen I it. I haven't, but that's gonna be I really should. Sure that's gonna be a ride. 
Yeah, I would like to watch that because then I read though I read this really interesting article, and it was written by um, Mara Wilson wrote this like op-ed in the New York Times、mm. after that Framing Britney documentary came out. Sure, where she wrote about her experience as like a child star because she was obviously did more than just Matilda and how like weird it was for her. To be like nine years old and have like a reporter ask her if she had a boyfriend. So yeah, this this piece from Mara Wilson was like really interesting, actually,、uh, writing about how the industry and the publicity and the way the public views these child stars, like all of that, just like wrecks kids, <laughs> you know. And and she's lucky enough to have had a, like a good family that got her like through all of that very successfully and helped shelter her from a lot of it, maybe. Yeah.、Um, but how so many of these kids are are damaged through that system, and how like Britney is such a textbook example of how that industry des- destroys this person、oh, um, so、while、sad. while it eats them up. Right. It's so. So sad. And this is a wild diversion from what this know, episode、right? has anything to do with. It's <laughs> still important to talk about. It、I、is.、Think. It is important.、Especially、and it's interesting. This show has child actors who grew up and, for the most part, did really well for themselves and have very successful lives and and families. I would say.、Mm-hmm. I don't think any of them have had any. No,、issues. not to my to my knowledge. I haven't heard any of about any of them. You know, losing their shit. I mean, who is your MVP? Who is the MVP? It's Eric, right? It has to be obviously Eric. Eric. It's obviously this is a star vehicle for Eric. I feel、right? like this episode、could. is just the Eric episode. It's great. It really is. He's、oh, he's just so good in it. I feel、mm-hmm. like you could rally for Feeny if you wanted to, but Eric does all of the work. Really, he does all the work. Is it? He says Feeny, you don't even break a sweat on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eric is so he's so funny in this episode. He does all the work. It's it is truly a star vehicle for him. Like writer, as you know, Sean gets to do a lot of fun stuff too. He、oh, has a lot of hysterical, a lot of good jokes, and like the two of them get to really just enjoy the shit out of this one and live in this episode for all the jokes. Everything Wilfredell says and does in this episode is gold. All、yeah. of his delivery is gold. You know, like in the. What makes it so good is how truly he plays it. He's、yes. never playing any of it for laughs. He's、no. just playing. He's just playing it true. Like when he says the bit about like Halloween, the only holiday that brings people together. He's not、mm-hmm. playing it for laughs. It's just the、no. thing he believes. It's like he truly believes it. <laughs> Everything、no. he says, he really believes it. It's so fucking funny. Even、God. the bit with the book later is、oh, so stupid, the- <laughs> but so funny. All of it is so good. We have had two in a row plots. Well, and even with Eric, kind of three because he wasn't really involved in the Jack Sean drama of the earlier episodes of the season. But I feel like we've gotten like three or so episodes that are just throwaways for Eric, and、mm-hmm. he finally gets to step forward and shine again. I just love him so much. Yeah, we love a good Eric episode, and、mm-hmm. this is a this is a top notch Eric episode right here. Yes, absolutely, and he'll be. I think he's.、Uh, I don't know if he'll get MVP next week, but I know he plays a big role next week, and it's it's really good.、Mm-hmm. It's really good as the as a soldier. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other the other like really good Eric episode that always comes to mind is it's later. I think it's in six or seven with the the man and the monkey. And the bank, you know the one I'm talking、yes. about. Yes,、oh, I love that one. I do too. 
I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> we have some sweet Eric moments. Now that we're like out of Eric's an asshole teenager phase, we have so many sweet Eric moments coming up. I'm so excited. We do. Tommy we do indeed. and oh, I know so we are approaching Tommy soon, and that's gonna. gonna All right. Me up. <laughs> I'm ready. Anything? Good. Anything special from you? Uh, no. But we are on the uh, the internets. Uh, we you can find us on Instagram at the Feeny Call Podcast and Twitter and Facebook at Feeny Call, and then send us an email, Feeny Call Podcast at Gmail. We love to hear from you guys. Or you can leave us a voicemail. You can find the link for that in our Instagram bio or in the episode description. Uh, let us know what you think on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can review and rate and subscribe, and that really helps us out. Tell all of your friends. It's not Halloween, but if they want to get a little spooky with us this week, this is time. <laughs> Mildly spooky. Mildly um, spooky. All right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll be back next week for some time travel shenanigans, our second of three time travel episodes in a show that otherwise has no fantastical elements, but for some reason they really go for it three times, which makes no sense, but I love nope. it. And it's a good time. I mean, I guess this one makes a little bit of sense in that they acknowledge the existence of Sabrina, who is in mm -hmm. fact a real witch. And then the magic in the next episode is related to that. So this is the most promising. Yes. <laughs> or the most the most premise based time travel episode, whereas the previous one. I guess he gets shocked and sent back in time, right? Yeah. So we could we could pretend that it's a head trip, I guess. I don't know. And then the other <laughs> one is like a magic closet to yeah. Morocco. That <laughs> one is so there's like there's like a yeah, we've it's got like a like Casablanca thing. Yeah, it's a fucking weird one. That one yep. that one's the weirdest of them all, in my opinion. Maybe we'll get to it and it will make sense, I guess, in context or if we dissect it further. But I feel like it's that one sticks out way more than any of the others do for me. I agree. I agree. But we're excited. Time travel, mm -hmm. shenanigans. It's a joy. It's low stakes and it's all kinds of fun. We're getting to some high stakes stuff later. But for now, we get to live yeah. in the in the group. Yeah. So if you haven't gone and watched uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch it's on Hulu, <laughs> when you finish with us, go there next. Maybe that'll be maybe we'll start a Sabrina podcast where Megan will watch it for the first time and I'll watch it for like the fifth time and we'll talk That's about it. That's actually not um, a bad idea. <laughs> oh, my God. It could be fun. It could be fun. I don't know what the we might have to change the gimmick from like the weekly lesson to being. I mean, I don't know. I guess every episode of Sabrina probably had a weekly lesson. We could do could like a weekly extrapolate. Too. maybe we'll see i mean we still we still got a little bit of this one to work out but that's maybe. very true that's very true. <laughs> let us know if you would listen to that would you want to listen yeah. to that let us know uh send us a message or let us know on social media in the meantime thanks for listening y'all have a safe saint patrick's day and a happy happy birthday to megan oh thanks uh-huh and as always class dismissed